You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, yo, thank you to our sponsors. Big shout out and thank you to Run for Cover Records. Mm, yes, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I like this one. Big shout out and thank you to Closed Casket Activities. Tails. Big shout out and thank you to Convulse Records. Uh, Shadow. Oh, you went deep cut. And obviously, big shout out and thank you to To Live a Lie. The big boss, Robotnik. Robotnik, you did not go shadow. Uh, did you do shadow? Shadow. You did shadow. Did shadow. You didn't. You didn't do knuckles. No, I didn't do pregnant Sonic either. Mm, there's a couple other variant Sonics. What's the gold Sonic? Do you oh, know about this? The uh, super. It's it's not Super Sonic, but it's something like that. <sighs> uh, that's Marcel. Oh, that's no, that's French Sonic. Uh, Sonic variants. Um, let's start by going to. Uh, Convulse Records, convulserecords.com. Um, we're going to shout out their last few couple of releases here. Alienator, World of Hate. Uh, this is a record we played a track off of. Let me just say, this is getting hot love as 7-inch of the year. Mm. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. To me, it reminds me of a little bit like Life's Blood. Uh, I hear... Oh, yeah. I, I was trying to think of what it is because it's like it it's funny when we talk about hardcore that is just like bracing aggressive hardcore, you're often left without real comparisons. You yes. know what I mean? Because it it, it becomes more difficult. Uh but life's blood's a, a good one. Yeah, and and there's other stuff in there. Uh me and uh, a friend of the show, Keith from Restraining Order, uh talked about this record a lot and how great it is. It's just fucking awesome. If you have not gotten it yet, you need it. You need it. If you like restraining order, get the seven inch. If you like fast, you know, abrasive, hardcore punk, you need this record. Uh, I guarantee if you like gel, get it right now. You'll love this record. Um, the spine LP, their newest LP. I think it's some of their strongest material. And this is something I need to note. It is their third LP. That is awesome. In this space also, like you just don't have bands who sound like this. Keep doing multiple records. It's true. Also, I I did not talk about this band, but uh, after we did shows with them, they were on a couple of the dates on that, on that drain tour. Yeah. This is a good, this is a good band. (laughs) It's a very good band. (laughs) So uh, they might, it's funny because in that scene, uh of like straight up aggressive like uh <clears throat> just kind of fast, over the fast top punk hardcore cla- power violence kind of stuff yep it that that stuff it's it's kind of rough man sometimes you got to be the new flavor for people to appreciate you cuz people want something to talk about and if you're doing something just very well it's possible like and you're doing it for a time it's possible that people just stop talking about you for a little while and i yep. i 
I hope that we've come back around to people realizing like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, th- we have to rehype this you know, because it's fucking so good. That's so, exactly right. And, and like, look, this, the front man, Antonio is unbelievable. It, it just has like a great presence on stage for this sound. So got to get that. Um, Additionally, the Destiny Bond LP, Be My Vengeance. Uh, I don't know if it's an LP or 12-inch technically. I think this is an LP. There's 10 songs. This is an LP. Um, Really cool. Unique sense of melody on this LP. If you haven't listened to it, uh, I hate evoking like, oh, you know how melodic meant a lot of different things in the 80s in terms of punk hardcore? It has that energy. Um, It kind of comes at you in a different way. So uh, if you have not ordered all three of these records, you need to go online, convulserecords.com, order them right now. Um, we're going to go over to To Live a Lie next, to toliveali.com. Click that web store link, and you're going to order. Again, I'm talking about a record I've already talked about, but I am bringing it up for a specific reason. The band is Violencia. Um, their LP, Viviendo Tiempos, Un Mouse Oscuros, um, on to live a lie out now should order it um it is really good power violence tijuana band uh i think it is awesome has look power violence is by nature aggressive but the fact of the matter is sometimes these bands don't have urgency despite the fact that the music is so overtly aggressive you almost question like would you, how could it not feel urgent um I am telling you, sometimes power violence feels flat. This does oh, not. Oh God, Yo, you know what I mean, power, right? When when power violence just doesn't have it, it's the so for people that are like, oh, Patrick hates fast music. Somewhat true, but uh, part of that is informed by having seen a lot in my life of the type of VFW power violence that is just it, it's not dialed in. And there is a difference. That's there right. is a fucking difference. Like to listen to our dads, to, to, to people that are older, <laughs> there, there is no difference. That's but right. If it, once you become familiar with a thing, you can tell a good one from a bad one, and, uh, and the, the the energy's got to be there. And this is this is a good one. So please go on and order this. By the way, this band had. $500, a lot of LPs shipped to them to take along with them on a tour. Uh, porch snatched, gone. No, ripped no. Off. Yep. The worst, the worst energy. So uh, please go out, support To Live a Lie, support Valencia, order this record, go catch them on a tour. I promise you will enjoy it if you like fast music. To Live a Lie.com, hit that web store, order that record, tell them we sent you. Thank you. Uh, really quick. Are you familiar with Princess Amy Princess um, Amy Rose? No. Uh, formerly known as Rosie the Rascal. Uh, that is the pink girl Sonic. Female Sonic, oh, wow. I should say. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, who is Sonic's wife? Sonic's wife, Queen Sally Acorn. Okay. Um, we you obviously are familiar with canceled movie Sonic, the one that had more yeah. humanistic features. Yeah, Werehog was, Sonic from Sonic Unleashed. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Uh, you, you're familiar with Pregnant Sonic. 
I am, of course. How can you not be? Hypersonic I, is the I, one I was thinking of. Hypersonic from Sonic with, 3. Are you familiar with the Pregnant Sonic song? No. It's I'm sending it to you now. Please it's do. it's uh it's like one of those like uh late era well, there's a this is twist. I'll send it to you right now. Okay, please do. Uh Boom Sonic. Ooh, 1992 Manga Sonic. Okay. <laughs> this looks like a deep cut. This might need to be need to be on your uh your bad manga reading list. I'm in. I also noticed you moved to the Reddit headquarters. Is that correct? Am I in the Reddit headquarters? Uh, ooh, this is amazing. Did you not know that that is uh, your mailing address for the uh, for your for your uh, newsletter? No, I did not know that. Uh, for some time, your mailing li- uh, address on there was a uh, an address for you upstate, um, and I always laughed because I'm like, does this fucking dude even know that this is listed on every one of these newsletters? And now it is the uh, reddit headquarters address so <laughs> good, good luck to I, you it is, i thought it was intentional and the fact that it wasn't is even funnier now everybody in in uh it, it, what bob is referring to is that if you have a email newsletter in the united states there's a law where you have to have a physical address attached to it uh and apparently <laughs> i'm living at the i'm living, living at reddit, at the reddit hq which is good all right pregnant sonic song let's 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 play it for the live reaction Shout out to our sponsors. Pregnant Sonic. Bob's about to experience something really, really special. <laughs> Hold on. He's, he's so the, the reveal on this is that it's a style of music that I don't understand or like, but I understand, like I recognize it immediately. Wow. Wow. So is this like pseudo adjacent? This is adjacent to adjacent, right? Yeah, so what it's doing is late era scene music, which. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is late era scene. Like, so you, where you had the auto tune and all that sort of shit. Uh, it's not just. So for people, I'm not terribly familiar, but there's but there's uh, there's scene music where you had the clean vocals uh, and then later. You had clean vocals with auto tune, uh, and much less screaming. The screaming was just accent parts, but you had this auto tune front voice that was just terrible. And that's what this is doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to all our sponsors. Um, most importantly, Sonic the Hedgehog, Pregnant Sonic, on with the show. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am California Tom. Oh, there he is. He's uh, he's Ken. I get it. I get it now. <laughs> he's the Ken. Oh, you get it. Oh, it all came together for Tom. He's only been in California 30 times. Here's why. Last year, this same time of year, we were in LA. Yes. Tom, you're, you're an OC. Are you an OC lifer? I, you know what? Uh, other than the politics, it's a pretty nice place to live. It's top tier, man. It's really yeah. there's a lot of stuff. Although I realized everything closes early. California. It's crazy. Like I got out of show last night. I was like hungry. It was like 1030. And it's like, well, the only thing open is Del Taco. I'm like, that's it. Yo, honestly. So, yeah. I, oh my God. Go ahead. I I live in like 
Uh, Tom, you know, when you're on tour in Europe and you're shocked at how early some things close and then they tell you that there's some law in that country where you can't work more than 22 hours or something in a, in a month that, that that's, that that's how my life is now. Everything is closed. I, t- I think I told you this. Everything's closed at like fucking five. It blows my mind. I'm so spoiled in New York. Tom, but one of this, this is one of my, if, if I was in California right now and this might, I don't know what you got going on late night tonight. Um, this is my shout out to Taco Loco in Laguna Beach, which is a long time taco spot right on PCH in Laguna Beach. It is also one of the only places I think it's open till 2 a.m. And they have a blackened tofu mushroom, blackened mushroom tofu burger. Mm. Uh, it's one of the, my favorite things in, to eat full stop ever. They do it with this like uh, avocado salsa thing. Unreal, Ooh. fresh the buns. The bread is so good. Oh my god! It was it, and they're closing for After good, like years. next week. Yeah, like next week. And like uh, I, I've gotten emotional. I got like like I I should go there again. I, I'm very sad about it. So if you do get a chance, check it out. If you don't, uh, just whisper their name in the wind for me. I mm. Um, yo, uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, let's uh. Let's talk some hardcore. We're, we got, we got a tight hour. Tom is on uh, California time. Patrick's in Perth uh, at the crack of dawn. Yes, sure. thanks, Patrick. It's, it's it's no worries. It's not light out yet. Just uh, you know, just doing that relaxing. Like my father has woken up at probably five for his entire life. Sometimes four thirty, and uh, just thinks that that's cool. <laughs> So I'm I'm trying to get with it. I'm trying to become, uh, you know, look, not to get all heavy, but uh, for our listeners that don't know, you fellas both uh, lost your fathers at relatively young ages. Uh, do you find yourself uh, any resentments that you had for for your dad uh, while he was around, uh, or any type of rejection of him that you might have had because you're a young man and that's part of your job? Uh, as older men, are you now thinking? It's not, it's not so bad. His life's not, it really is not so bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. No, I get it. I was an old. Uh, I, was, I get it. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know what? I felt lucky to not have any resentments towards my pops other than smoking while he would, oh, take, yeah, a a bad sh- while he would take a shit. Yeah, it's bad. Which I mean, I think for a smoker, that's some sort of heavenly jam. Like that's like, oh, what a, what a pleasant experience, you know. My fault. Same thing. Right, right. <laughs> so I mean, Pat, if if your life changes dramatically and you're really looking for a uh, uh, intestinal utopia, maybe take up smoking cigarettes on the toilet. Um, yeah, hot uh, coffee, cigarette, and you will be regular for the rest of your life. Yo, we haven't had a Frank yeah. Kinlan. We haven't had a Frank Kinlan update in a while. How's he doing? I was thinking. I was thinking of him uh, today, actually. Uh, he, him, and my mother go to uh, the foot doctor together. Uh, they schedule their appointments so that they uh, coincide. Mm. And that's uh, love. Yeah, love. <laughs> um, he may or may not lose his foot. He's uh, he's pretty pretty sanguine about it. Uh, you know, but it's a bummer. Uh, but uh, it's it's kind of like one of those threats that hasn't materialized yet. So I don't know if, you know, 
is he overstating it? I got to talk to my mother privately. Yeah, just tell him <laughs> shit, shit off, shit or get off the can. Uh, lose the foot or yeah. not. He's <laughs> he's got a he's got a lifetime of pirate jokes. Peg leg, Frank in front of him, or or we can keep playing this yep. charade. You know what I mean? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. There's also uh, there's also this thing where he's very uh, pressuring to get me to go out and visit. And I was like, what's, what's going on, dad? It, it, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll make it before you die. And he said, he says, why is it always about me dying? And I said, I don't know, dad, you're 81. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I did, it crossed my mind that it could happen. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I do like the idea of being so deluded that you just think you're going to live forever. You know what I mean? Like, like, what are you talking about? Why, why would you talk about me dying? Well, if you don't well, believe it, who else is gonna? <laughs> so, uh, uh, speaking of living forever, uh, I, yeah, I feel yes. like P- Peter Pan is uh, in Southern California this weekend. Uh, Tom is also visiting the the great, the Sunshine State, the Golden Bear State, uh, the great Golden State. Uh, I could keep going. So, Sound and Fury is happening as we speak. We're recording this just behind the sh- scenes. It is Sunday afternoon, Eastern time, so it's probably just getting underway for the second day. Tom, you enjoyed the Indecision uh, 30th anniversary weekend. That's correct? I did. That's correct. Awesome. Um, Major shout out to everybody at both events. Looked awesome. Uh, You can give some first hand on Indecision, so psyched for that. Uh, We'll we'll do some Sound and Fury talk uh, once, you know, everybody's home and chatting. Uh, but shout out every uh, positive feedback seems like very high energy. Um, and I want to say this, this goes to all the festival promoters out there and not just festival, but large shows. You don't know the hoops that they are jumping through up to and during the show to ensure that it continues on. Right. That you don't know. They will never see. So, so, uh, Whisper their, na- whisper their names into the wind with a thank you if you had a nice time at a festival in your life. Tom, tell us about Incision Fest. Um, it was great. It was it was um, in an amphitheater in Garden in Garden Grove. Mm. Um, so it had seats. So I'm all for it. Um, it was run incredibly well. Um, Dave Ito and Dave Mandel did a lot of the 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 planning and the the work. Um, Shout out. All the bands were fucking great. They had like yesterday. So there was, I forget how many bands played, maybe 12. It started at 515 and it was over by 1015. <laughs> so, like okay. it was yeah. big stage, like the main stage. And then there was a thing called the, the locker room, which is also a big, like a decent sized room that they would go back and forth. So like as soon as one band ended, the other band would start in the other stage. Awesome. That's a way. So, so there's not overlap. No one misses a band if they want to see the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I got to see a ton of people, a ton of friends, uh, tons of, you know, ton of listeners. Um, it was funny. A few people had come up to me and said that I had mentioned I was coming to California, but I didn't say where, right. I didn't want to spoil my, um, my reputation as only supporting younger hardcore bands. <laughs> and i love sound of fury and i love all the bands playing but like i love undertow and they're never going to be in new york again mm. so i had to kind of take advantage of that um yeah 
their set looked lit. Like that's that's the it thing was, I watched. Uh, just a little few clips online, and I was like, that looked cool. It was great. They got a big reaction. Um, Unbroken was amazing. I saw the promise. They were great. Uh, Throwdown was like a war zone. Um, Pat would have loved Throwdown. They came out dressed in full army fatigues. Yeah, I, I saw a bunch of a bunch of bearded forty year olds re- really get excited. I mean, it was I, I, they were like uh, the singer was like. Um, uh, I heard emos making a comeback. This is a war, and we're, and we're here to fight or something. And they all came out dressed and like, I mean, funny. Like they were making like taking a piss. Got a like huge reaction. Um, Unbroken was awesome. Unto was great. Suicide file was amazing. We saw. I saw my, our buddy Dave. Shout out to Mr. Weinberg. Very cool. Got to come on, man. And he was like, "I'll come on and talk about anything." I was like, "Yeah, no." He he actually had some good insights uh, on the Ink and Dagger thing that we should will cite again at a future time that I liked. So, but yeah. I would like that. And uh, over my dead body was awesome. Got really, it was just such a fun time. It was really awesome. It was like a fest, but it, it was older, but it didn't feel dusty at all. Yeah. So <laughs> you're you giving that. You given that list of of bands, I was kind of hating on this. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Indecision Records has some real hits. Uh, true true I, bangers. I not- yeah, true bangers. I got nothing bad to say about the, the label or the bands. I I just, you know, choosing to go, and I understand in many respects it was a forced choice, but choosing to go up against Sound of Fury. In close proximity, I was like, I was like, yo, I hate these fests. I fucking hate these fests that that just can't organize around the idea that hey, there's there's multiple weekends in a year. You know what I mean? And and, and I I get pretty mad at this. But say it again. Their hand was very very for like given that I would have never. Yeah. Booked. I, out of fury, and I mean it sold out. You know, I know, I, and it, and it looked good. It looked good, but 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 I I just uh, yeah yeah somehow there was you know it's the same thing that happened last year with Lie Detector Fest was uh, the same weekend as Sound of Fury. You know, like uh, fortunately, I guess Southern California is a populated enough place and it draws enough visitors that it can support two national level festivals on the same weekend. That's kind of wild. I, I'm curious, and Bob will have to get us the stats. When he, when when he talks to his friends, I wonder if today at Sound and Fury will be even bigger than yesterday, only because so many people that I spoke to at Indecision Fest were going to Sunday of Sound and Fury. Because everyone was like, "Well, I'm going to go now because it's you know TUI is big draw speed." Like, I can't tell you. I mean, half the crowd that I spoke to were like, "Yeah, that's like that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm going to see all the bands at right. Sound and Fury." This is what I'll tell you. Sound of Fury this year, more people than last year. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, so so Wild maybe ass. it's because maybe it's because I didn't play, but at, at a glance, I did not <laughs> think that the at the lineup was was as strong as last year's. Uh so, so I am very happy to hear that I'm just washed. You know, what I mean? like I'm I, I'm happy to hear that uh that uh, Sound and Fury did bigger numbers this year. That's cool. I, right. I've, been, well, I've been, I've been. Tom, say that again. You, you, you're on the uh, hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah, I said you don't show up, and, it, and like a thousand more people. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not there. So, uh, 
all I have, uh, you guys have probably been getting updates to to your low phones as well. I've got my informants uh, at the festival, uh-huh. uh, and and now I'm watching footage. Uh, so here's uh, uh, Twitching Tongues, which um, have had the most interesting uh, hardcore careers, right? Because uh, they were a band that was borderline merch band uh, in the respect that it was just really a, a license to print excitement. You know what I mean? I'm not checking their bank accounts, but it was just a license to print excitement. Like people were uh, twitching tongues. It was divisive because they had a sound that, that some people didn't understand. And, but, but like it was, uh, they had a real, uh, they had the wind at their back for a while. And then uh, people just turned on them. Right. This is my memory of the thing. And I, I think it coincides with the band members. Memory so I think I think we well. can I think we can speak plain on it in 2023. Yeah. Uh, let's so, talk about it's plain. Everything you said is so, right. True. Truly uh, had a sound that was like its own thing. Even from jump. Definitely people who loved them. Some people who never understood it didn't get it. I'll put a quick pin in here and let you keep going. A band whose sound was not for me, and I never really cared for it, but who I remember seeing in like 2012 at This Is Hardcore or something, and live they were undeniable. They were yeah. very good, and I remember telling them that I was like, "Hey, your your sound's not really for me, but you were awesome." And they were like, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah, you know, like I don't even like the bands that you kind of are trying to do." And they're like, "Oh, what do you think we're trying to do?" I'm like, "Only Living Witness, Life of Agony, Marauder," and they're like, "Yeah, pretty much." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and I think Tom and I have gone for, for individual rides with this band, uh, where we liked some records better than others. And, and, but I, I, uh, here's, here's what came back to me. So, okay. So a little bit more, uh, information on the band for people that don't give a shit, uh, really had a lot of, uh, momentum, uh, and then kind of the the tide turned on them at the same time that they put out a record that just d- didn't have it and for people for people that don't understand uh it, it doesn't require a bad record or or in this case maybe just not a record that hit the same way for people to turn on you do people just turn on you that's just a fucking thing right it's a, it's a it's phenomenon a, yeah we've talked about we've talked about the idea that people occasionally look for the thing to turn on you on Right. Yes. Like waiting for the moment. Like, oh, you did this. Time to turn. You did this. Time to turn. Well, yep. Twitching tongues, signs to Metal Blade, big label, had been around for five, six ish years. Had had their ultimate records already released. Felt like people were ready to turn. The record they do yep. on Metal Blade, as you said, kindly, didn't hit people the same way some of the other stuff does. I don't even know. I mean, you guys would know better than me. I don't want to front like that. Was it a departure from sound? Was it a slight change? Was it an evolution? I, I, I would you, either of you say that about that record on Metal Blade? I mean, I don't know how to say it. I mean, Pat, is this correct to think like they tried to do too much? Yeah. So okay. uh, this is actually, I, I don't think Taylor's going to mind me quoting him on this. Uh, they did just I, have 5,000 people going crazy outside. Right. So yeah. yeah. Okay. They, they, they got to feel good, good about this. Yeah. So, uh, 
uh, so I've talked to the brothers in the band about uh, about their impression on putting out a record. Because I'm, I'm, they're thoughtful people, and I think that talking to thoughtful people about changes is one of the most interesting things. Like, like this is not this is very delicate conversation. But when somebody goes bald or loses or or gains or loses a lot of weight, if they're able to talk about it, I like to talk to them about it because it's just like you know that's a that's a change in your life and that you're witnessing in real time how are you processing it i i just i think that that's whatever i just have a fetish for, for talking about people at their low points but but the these fellas uh i think they have very different impressions taylor uh to him this was an ultimate record uh it when you say was it doing too much tom that's a good observation because taylor's attitude on it was i did everything musically that i wanted to do on that record now here here's the thing that doesn't mean it's going to work as songs right and 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 maybe it didn't but to to finish out their history a little bit uh people turn on them then they put out a record that i i actually quite like after that uh and it uh, is completely underrated by by that point, right? Because people just kind of had it off their mm-hmm. off their radars, and they still had their fans. They, they don't let me don't let me paint it like yeah, they were. Everybody hated them. <laughs> yes, not pariahs. So, yeah. but 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 uh, uh, th- they went quiet for a while, and uh, the reports that I'm watching video of it right now as I speak to you guys. The the, uh, the but the the reports that I got back coincide with the video I'm watching, which is just that uh, a Bob, to your point, this is a pro band. You know I mean? This is, this is not this, not the same thing. Like, let me put it in the way that I'm not going to reveal my haters to you, but I've I've been getting a lot of hater, hater texts uh, from guys who are still involved in hardcore, but don't know why. You know what I mean? Like they're just like the best, I'm the, at, best. I'm, the best, the I'm best, the fury, and I'm hating, I'm hating everybody and everything. Um, but uh, let's see, he uh, he or she or they uh, said uh, it, it, it's uh, that they are a converted Twitching Tongues fan. Uh, it's WWE music, but they do it so well, and they sounded significantly better than every other band which won this person over it, it, the, the fact that they just sounded so goddamn thick made this person convert on the spot so Taylor, who's a monster yes and martin from fucking hatebreed yeah it, it's no slouches here no and, and i just i just think they put a lot of time and work in sounding Bigger than all, and they don't they, have it. No, and they still have incredible energy on stage. Like, <clears throat> I want to say this, and I mean this with full respect to Nails, is that's one of the most impressive parts about Nails was their records, blistering, intense, <laughs> corrosive, just ugly as all hell. And if you're looking for that, they give it to you on recording. Live, it was like a wall of. Oh yeah, everything yeah. that's on the recording coming out. Twitching tongues is not the same sonically as nails, but they have that same impact in a live way. And like major credit to Colin for being a really, really magnetic frontman for him yeah, for what good. he's doing. He's he's good. Um, you know what? It's funny. 
is that I wonder about it <laughs> when the turn, we should talk about the turn on things again. We we kind of had a conversation about this years and years, years and years, a year or two ago uh, about when people would turn on bands. I think we maybe talked about American Nightmare, this or that. Um, but with Twitching Tongues, when that turn happened, it was in the midst of them doing what they were doing. And all of a sudden, I think some of the more theatrical or charismatic energy that Colin would bring in a live setting was being held against him, which is yeah, interesting. Was. Interesting post in, in the past tense. It's interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder about that moving forward because it's the kind of thing where I want to go, okay, maybe there's a, a line too far. Maybe. I don't know. But in 2023... I feel like that shit plays. I feel like yeah. that kind of energy, being charismatic, just going for it. Like he was wearing stud- X studded X gloves and a studded twitching tongues jacket or shirt or That's- something. Yeah. Um, so so credit to him. Uh, I want to ask him about his haircut. But otherwise, like that's a man who I think has excellent hair, better than I, I better than my hair ever. But I think he did a weird thing with his hair. So we got to talk about that. Otherwise. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, but, but, like, I think he's a great looking guy. So I just want to make sure his hair is staying like, up to point. You know what I mean? Okay. He can wear a sleeveless shirt like nobody else I know. Um, that's, yeah, that's true. You know, I saw a friend of the pod last night, Jeremy Bohm. Oh, mm. shout out. What a lovely human being. He's one of the best. Yeah. Like, unbelievably kind. Like, he doesn't, I mean, he's so kind. He was great. Um, I have, can I make a show announcement? Go. Oh yeah, please. Um, so this is coming up Tuesday morning at 6am Eastern standard time. Most likely should be. Um, so, uh, in Philadelphia this weekend is, is this is hardcore. We all know it's, it's going to be wild. You got Bane, you got prayer for cleansing. You got, you know, uh, our buddies in sound majority and, and girl biscuits and integrity. But also in Philadelphia, at in the at the end of October, October twenty eighth to be exact, at the uh, First Unitarian Church in good old Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Scarab Spiritual mm. Cramp mm. Magnitude Indecision mm. Blacklisted and Unbroken at the church. Mm. So the show the the so there's two nights. The twenty seventh is. Um, entry, crashing forward, unbroken, blacklisted headlining. Mm. So that goes on sale first. So that should be so. As soon as that gets sold out, they're going to announce the second show, which is our show. Mm. So it's over twenty seventh, October twenty eighth at the Church in Philly. Um, so by the time you hear this, tickets probably go on sale at noon today, mm. Tuesday first. So yeah. Indecision, Unbroken, Blacklisted, Magnitude, Spiritual Cramp, and Scarab in Philadelphia. It's the first time I played Philadelphia since like 2002, so it should be fun. Uh, hell yeah. That's awesome. Shout out. Very that's cool. Your, like, you like every band on that show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, t- to me, that's a uh, wish, I, wish I was there would travel. Maybe you come out uh, and go see the, uh, me and your boy George. Uh, I mean, l- listen, everybody knows this. I As the years go by, I've gone from blacklisted fan to blacklisted super fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh unbroken uh you know I'm I'm the hater 
And when I say I'm the hater, it just means that I I just have a strong preference for the seven inch material. That's it. Uh, that's the only thing that makes me a hater. But they, they, I, the four songs from the, the two seven inches, like the Circus 77 and, and the one before that, they did all four, which was pretty awesome last night. That is awesome. Uh, so I would watch that. Spiritual Cramp is uh, really good live. Uh, and and uh, Scarab, I've only seen the videos. Uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> going to be a, a, a growing and ongoing concern in Philadelphia for sure. Shout out, shout uh, out to Scarab, shout out to Tyler Mullen. That's cool. Big, big voice. Uh, and uh, yeah, everything. Oh, oh, Magnitude. Listen, I should give a shout out to Magnitude. Who Patrick's just, favorite Insight fans. Uh, listen, <laughs> yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> Well, hold on. It, it, here's here's the thing that I'll be I'll be totally honest about. Uh, prior to going on tour with them, I I don't want to say I didn't know why they were on the tour. I know they've got fans, and and Tom has confirmed that the, that they're uh, they deliver live and that they a hundred percent get the reaction. But I thought for the tour that that we we're uh, going out on with them that that was Drain Drug Church magnitude gel combust was in there gum was in there it, it, uh, ms paint it was a really really great tour but i didn't i didn't have the vision for magnitude i didn't understand their role on like the on the fit. tour yeah it, it, where they fit i just didn't i i didn't get it uh but having spent a month with them on the road firstly you know they don't just have their fans you know, they've got their devotees they've got people who fucking who understand rightly that there's there's nobody doing that sound better. You know what I mean? No. So, uh, so they, they've got genuine fucking fans and then they deliver. Now they deliver in a very, you could say this is good or this is bad. They deliver in a very, um, uh, uh, what would you say? Uh, era, uh, there's, it's not just their sound. They also, the live show very much reminds me of, my time in the nineties, you know what I mean? So uh, maybe somebody that's into uh, like the latest in, in, you know, I guess the latest in metalcore, but would not uh, maybe wouldn't feel it, but it is uh, quite good. And this is all leading up to the fact that I've listened to the record that to my knowledge, hasn't come out yet. Uh, and I think it's it hasn't up. been announced yet. I think they just kind oh, of shit. hinted at it, but it's okay. Oh, no, it's, shit. Okay. you can break news. I think it's all right. All right. Well, uh, they've got a record coming, and uh, I was very impressed. It's heavy as shit. So, um, <laughs> so I want to say this because I can be the person who says this, and it comes off the way it should. You said it very well and succinctly, Patrick and Tom. I think you'd agree. Magnitude's like the only band kind of doing that sound. Oh yeah, for sure. And and they do it very well. And it's really fascinating because are they the torchbearer straight edge band in 2023? I feel like yes. Yeah, they might be. I don't even yeah. know who the other options are. And I'm going to make this comparison because I'm a fan and can speak to it. And even though I don't know, Pat, I know you're not a fan, and Tom, I don't know your level of interest even. But to kind of explain what Mouthpiece was in the early 90s to people, 
especially in New Jersey, and especially to a lot of kids, there were a lot of bands doing things that felt more than hardcore at the moment or changing the sound. And Mouthpiece was just trying to be a hardcore band and just trying to be a straight edge band. If you were looking for something more than that, you were going to find it in different spots, and that's cool. But as someone who just missed it, like I wish I could tell you how much that band meant to a generation or two of kids, especially in the Northeast, but I know out in California too, of a band who's just like, no, we're just a hardcore band. We're just a straight edge band. And I don't say just as a bad thing. I mean it as saying, no, we're going to do this and do it full throttle and just be this. And I think that's what magnitude is to a lot of kids. And so if you're an older person who doesn't look at mouthpiece and go, fuck, uh, that's not for me. Yo, that meant that band meant everything to a lot of people, even those who might go look back and go, yeah, you know what? Musically, maybe some of their peers were doing more, whatever, whatever. I dare you to go watch some of those mouthpiece videos and see an entire room of people going nuts, like singing along to the whole thing. And I think that's the energy that Magnitude carries right now. Uh, you know, we could talk. I, I'd like to talk about that. Let me first. Uh, we were just talking about my father. He just he just called. Uh, Dad, you're on a podcast right now. Uh, don't say anything uh, that don't say anything that implicates you. Um, uh, I I was asked how you're doing, and I said uh, it's fortuitous that you should call. I said he's he's in good spirits, but his uh, his foot is fucked up. Uh, Dad, do you want to give us a foot update? No, it's it's a lot better. It's uh, you know, I've had five amputations, so I'm obviously trying to uh, avoid another amputation. But it's uh, it's getting better. Uh, but, when you say avoid amputations, uh, are you still eating strawberry rhubarb pie every night? Every chance I get. Okay, <laughs> uh, that was why I was I was thinking of them because I'm going to send them one. Yeah, all right. Well, well, we'll send you one. Is everything okay? And I can I hang up on you? You can hang up, pal. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Goodbye. All right. Can I ask uh, a question? Yes. A question? Yes. Say five amputations? <laughs> yes. Toes? Like, what are we doing? Nothing serious. Toes, portion, portions of his feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think I told you, uh, Tom, that you would have... Uh, as a as a lawyer and as a uh, 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 prisoner advocate, you, you uh, would have enjoyed the story where uh, th- they he can't feel his feet, and uh, he, he's supposed to soak his feet every night. And while he was incarcerated, uh, they provided him boiling water, and it took all the skin off of his feet, and he oh, did not feel he did not feel it. <laughs> so, Docs. Uh, yeah, he did. So uh, for people that are in the sound of my voice that uh, don't know the situation, my father was incarcerated for a while and uh, he saw a lot of things uh, that uh, motivated him to not be litigious uh, ag- against uh, the Department of Corrections, because uh, as it turns out, when you're still stuck in there, uh, there is uh, uh, some effort at reprisal. <laughs> <laughs> no, really weird. <laughs> Yeah. So he said to hell with it. I'll, you know, whatever. I'm doing my time. I'm not I'm I'm not going to uh, uh you know, I'm not inviting problems with these uh COs over over a little thing like not having skin on my feet. Tom, um, I I know a small group of people with casual amputations 
all from upstate New York. It's just just built different. Yeah. <laughs> That's Pat's good uh, band. Uh, I was talking to a bandmate. His his grandfather like had like a real Ninja Turtle sort of uh, hand situation because <laughs> he worked on the same press his entire life. I want you to think about working on the same press that took your that took three of your fingers and you go to work a week Never. and a half later. Holy shit! It was a different time. My life, my love, and my lady is that press. Wow. <laughs> I would be uh, hitting hard. Uh, oh my god! I mean, listen. <laughs> I you know, need these. Go get a buttered roll at Stewart's and just keep it moving. It's all good. Yeah, that's what people did. Um, okay, so magnitude, I just want to magnitude, magnitude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, magnitude, as the kids say, the goats. Um, <laughs> so let's keep Goated. talking about. Let's keep let's keep talking about the festivals for a second. <clears throat> uh, shout out to them both. I'm glad that they both popped. Uh, Sound of Fury is going uh, as we have this conversation. Sound of Fury is still going, uh, and it just looked hot. It looks like uh, people are really making the best of these barricades. I'm not. Uh, I'm not inciting a riot here. I. I'm just saying that I enjoy the videos of them being torn down. <laughs> so, uh, this is not me prompting anybody. This the festival will be over by the time you hear this. Uh, I just uh, it, it it for whatever reason I just enjoy it. Um. And I want I wanted to move on to a, a crucial topic, if you don't mm. mind. Mm. Well, let's see um, if we'll describe it. Oh, oh, Tom, you think you're gonna you and I are gonna have the same crucial topic? Is it um, one? Of, is it youth group thing? Because if not, that's not crucial. Oh uh, no, no, no. It, well, yeah, you know, respect it is. Which is, have you seen the T-shirt discourse online? No, no, no. This oh, a missing T-shirt discourse. Yeah, so so uh, I forget who it was. I, I this is no disrespect, honestly. I forget. I think it was maybe somebody in the bootleg game, or maybe I, I, whoever it was. They they, they tweeted. Uh, uh, There's nothing wrong with Gildan. Uh, it's just that your band, your favorite bands, have chosen the worst, the worst sub labels of Gildan to feed you because they don't care about you. Uh, and then they they advocated for the Gildan Hammer. Which they're not wrong. The you know, the Gildan Hammer is fine. You know what I mean. Uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, real quick for our completely non-shirt heads, uh, which I usually count myself among. Uh, but I'm on tour, and I'm I'm other bands are uh, I'm getting shirts from other bands, so I have opinions. Uh, the in 2023, it's hard to wear a stiff shirt with so many better options now we, it used to be we had no options and we just all right. wore shirts that really hurt now right Box. <laughs> and, yes and uh but now there's a ton of options so if you print on the gildan standard uh it, it is it's all it does it can feel disrespectful <laughs> but but uh the Gildan Hammer, which is, I guess, Bob, you're an actual expert on this. Is that like the mm -hmm. ring spun one or something? It it, it feels better. It's their um, uh, it's their soft style. It's their answer to Taltex and uh, and like I could say American Apparel, but I just want to ask you guys: Do you know what happened to American Apparel? Uh, say that again, Tom. 
LA apparel or something, didn't they? Like, well, the the, the boss was a, was a a weirdo. Yeah, so the weirdo weirdo boss started LA Apparel. Uh, American Apparel still exists, owned by Gildan. Yes, but Hammer uh, Hammer is uh, Hammer is their soft style, their soft spun. Uh, I don't know if it's actually ring spun, but it's soft spun. Um, so there there are Gildan, you know, alternatives. If you if you're mad at Gildan, like All Style was a big one for a while. Yeah, yep. Uh, I don't Gildan, like, I don't like it that much. Gildan owns All Style. Um, maybe you're more of like a, uh, like a comfort colors person, right? Uh, yes. Gildan owns comfort colors. Mm. Um, so, uh, uh, if you want actual alternatives to Gildan, um, you, you gotta go to like your Hanes and like for the loan FOTL, which barely their wholesale versions just don't exist anymore. And then you get down to weird bootleg shit like Delta and weird shit. Um, the really cheap. You could, I guess you can do Anvil. Um, so yes, t-shirt discourse blanks. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. We can talk about that, but I, I just want to say it has turned into something more of a conversation on on preference. It's so fascinating. It is wildly fascinating because you don't hear this conversation in other niche interests very often no. at all. You know what I mean? It just doesn't happen. The fact uh, that hardcore has somehow made this such a thing is fascinating because your fucking voice matters. I can't tell you this. Enough, six years ago, people weren't making shirts on comfort colors. Comfort color shirts cost fucking more, man. They cost... Yeah, everybody avoided them. It's true. Right. But then people were making such a fuss and just and then actually voting with their dollar and saying, no, nah, I'll pay the extra five bucks um, that bands started making their shirts on comfort collars and started charging 10 bucks more. Uh, and that's what it is. Uh, you don't see like I really want to make this clear when you see a band printing their shirts on Gildan shirts, it's not because they're being cheap. That's just the easy one. They don't they might not know better. And they might have a preference for it. They might think that's that's fine. It's cool, you know. Um, you don't see many bands printing on the true like these are cheap blanks. Gildan are just like the bar medium. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like a standard somebody who comes in. If someone is coming in and make bowling shirts, bowling t-shirts, youth basketball t-shirts, I say, yeah, you should probably just use a Gildan, you know? And if they say, well, I would like something softer or a little nicer, I I'd have some suggestions. Um, if someone came in from a yoga studio, I'm pointing them at Tall Text. I'm pointing at maybe Hammer, but I'd probably go for something more cut. Um, and then the comfort colors thing, I love comfort color shirts. I think they're great. But it's really it, the, the marketplace that Hardcore has turned into about blanks and it's spilled this i love this i love is that it is spilled into the bootleg market not just in hardcore but like video game bootleg shirts sport bootleg shirts all the shit 
because I think a lot of those folks are either into or were into hardcore. So shout out to uh, shout out to Vengeance Designs, shout out to Weapon Prime, shout out to mm. AM Vintage. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of my other favorites, but those I know at least a couple of those dudes are, are hardcore dudes or hardcore Jays. Shout out. So I want to do a little follow up here if I can. Uh, uh, Cruelty. We're familiar with this band, the Japanese band, Hard and Heavy. Yep. Uh, they they tweet in response to the discourse. I have to assume. I love using crappy blank shirts for merch because we're a band, not a clothing brand. <laughs> which, which I think I think is a very funny take. <laughs> now it, it it honestly it does bring up the question: Are we creating uh, like supportive tchotchkes? Or are we creating something that people uh, want to wear? You know what I mean? Uh, That's the question. Yeah. It's it's kind of band to band. I personally am at the juncture. You know, I ordered a seven-second shirt uh, online. I had to have it tailored because it fits so poorly. Yeah, that's you. And now... I am also putting it in the washer with every wash that I do to make it as soft as I would like it. So <laughs> this this is this is where I'm at is that I I really like soft things on my nipples and I do not like stiff things on my nipples. Do you and have it, do you have the plastic they're like uh they're they're like eco-friendly um dryer balls? Uh no. If not you should get them. They're good. They help dry your laundry, kind of an alternative to dryer sheets too. I think something like that. I don't know, but uh, they also are really good. Yeah, yeah, really good for softening shirts. And if you want to soften that shirt a lot, flip it inside out mm. and just leave it in the dryer and dry it with every load. Oh, oh, wait! You think I'm in a country with dryers? That's an American thing only, brother. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Shit. Uh, all right. Um. Damn. Uh. All right. You know what? Just sun bleach it then. Flip it inside uh, out. Uh, sun bleach it because the sun not just will it obviously it'll hurt the pigment. It will soften the shirt just by sitting out drying in a like a strong sun. It'll it'll soften it. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you to bury it, but if you want to bury it, that would do it too. Oh, uh, two weeks under dirt, you'll 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 feel the softness. Would consider um, give it a whirl. Give it a whirl and report back. Um, you asked the great question. I want to ask Tom and then you this retort, which will lead to the answer. Tom, in either Indecision or MPB, have you ever done a design, added at shows, maybe had it on a whole tour, and then subsequently never saw anyone wearing the design? Yes. Okay. It's weird. It happens. T- Patrick? Yeah. I don't even know what our designs look like. I know. I know. I, I'm, I, I was going to try to send you back to a time of self-defense, but like you'd make like 30 shirts on his yeah. colored t-shirts and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, um, yo, yo, no, I tried to make natural a thing. It was good. <laughs> yo, it, it, you just <laughs> cut it off too early. Yeah. Because you probably made like six of them, maybe not even, but if you'd stuck with it a little more, it could have been iconic. Anyways, um, so here's I will tell the story of Righteous Jams. And we did a whole tour 
uh, with Mental and R and R, and we because uh, I was roading for them and made these shirts. So I can't tell you how many shirts we made. Like we made oodles of these shirts, full US. Not a crazy long tour, but we sold a fucking lot of shirts. Um, Mental also tons of shirts. Help get all those printed. Whatever, whatever. Had to reprint shirts when we got to California. Made them, sold them, whatever. I never saw people wearing those shirts, ever. They put them. They put them on ice for later resale. Come on. <laughs> you might think that you know what the only dude I saw wearing one of those is the dude on the uh, Brazzers video. <laughs> so <laughs> that mental <laughs> rat shirt. <laughs> but so I saw a few of those, but not a lot of the others. And so here's the thing: is that if you're a band people like, they're gonna buy your shirt. If the design is good, they're gonna wear the shirt. Mm. If the brand is bad, good, it depends on body type. A, a shirt can shrink weird, so somebody's not gonna wear it. But I'll tell you what: if the design is good, they're gonna wear that shirt. Um. Are we making tchotchkes or things people like to wear? (laughs) Yeah, I give credit to, like I was saying, Hardcore is one of the only places where you hear hear this conversation. Shout out to people caring enough that the brand of shirt is what they want, so they actually wear the fucking shirt. I, Hand to God, I went to a show uh, not more than two months ago. They had a, a, the band had a really cool tour shirt. I was talking to the dude. I was looking for an XL. It's like, ah, oh, I don't think we have any XLs. I have large. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm never going to wear it anyways. <laughs> Just wanted to buy a shirt and support him. I yeah. thought it looked cool. You know what I mean? Um, so cool. I, I, I give I give credit to the hardcore audience for caring about the brand shirt. Uh, it is both. If you want people to actually wear it, it's mostly the design. That's what it comes down to. So make cool looking shirts. People will wear them. And and yo, like by the way, <clears throat> drug church merch is funny to me. You guys make some really lame stuff and really cool stuff. Partially, part of it is is not even it's design and then color. Like you guys have these red sweatshirts that I think essentially it's just your logo on it, right? And it's like a red hoodie. It, it, it's a cool looking piece of merch, partially because it just interplays with the cheer album art. And it's not like it's like the album cover. It just is like, oh, there's red on the cover and it's a white logo on a red sweatshirt. That's fucking awesome. It's hot, you know? I listen, I I don't know. I, I don't I don't You're love not taking merch. any credit or or yeah, I know. I yeah. got you. Uh I will say uh the uh and listen, that's not it's not like a complete indifference on my part. It's just when somebody in a band that's a thing that they actually enjoy. Give them that job. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, with these bands that fight over merch designs, unless somebody's producing the lamest shit you've ever fucking seen in your life, if there is somebody in your band that just they like merch, they like to design merch. You know that's their job. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't need every finger in in in. Or it doesn't need how many cooks does it need? You know what I mean? From your so, list. Yeah, well, Tom, you can speak to this, man. Speak when, to this, please. When you've got a when you've got a group chat and everybody's got an opinion on the same fucking thing, and, and none of them like, line up. say it again, Tom. And none of them actually line up. 
Yeah, none of them line up, and everybody th- everybody is suddenly strident in their opinions on things that normally they don't give that much of a shit about. <laughs> right. Everybody, they all go, "Why well, wouldn't wear that?" I'm like, "Well, that's cool because you're 47, and I don't want you wearing it." <laughs> fact, yeah, yeah, exactly. fact, fact. So, uh, yeah, that's like uh, everybody relinquish control, unclench on aspects of your band that you're not the expert in. I don't care about merch, so I don't care about merch. You know, it's fine. I mean, you don't even uh, walk table, right? Like, you don't even know what you have from tour to tour. Not a clue. No, 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 no not a clue. Um, you, you take your twenty percent, don't you? I, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, and look, it, there's also th- this is the case across a lot of things. Uh, now, merch for me, fashion, fashion, if quote unquote, right? Fashion for me, I think about it all the time. It doesn't appeal to me. Like, I like as far as like types of art. I try to recognize that fashion is an art and I try to be respectful of it because I I understand that there's a great many people in this life who don't think that what I do is art. And I would like a baseline respect. Uh, You don't have to love anything I do, but just give me the baseline. Uh, But fashion doesn't appeal to me. I have no swag whatsoever. And I I just don't give a shit. So in my opinion, it would be – I I think you're underplaying. I think you played – when you guys played Vitus after the Drain show – Mm. Patty had some swag. Oh, <laughs> I think he wore a visor. Guess, whoa! Wait, wait. What did you say? Did you say he wore a visor and a hat? <laughs> that would be a lot of swag. <laughs> I I wore that runner runner's hat, which uh, uh, my uh, girlfriend Fiona has since uh, forbidden me from wearing. She says my head is too small for hats, I, and I do not look good. Um, so I. Uh, it, it, Tom, it's funny you should say that. I I, uh, I watched the video of that performance. Uh, it was in, but somebody posted my feed, and I clicked on twenty seconds of it. I was like, "Oh, I don't know about this hat." <laughs> so so that made you twenty years younger. Yeah, but in a good way or bad way. <laughs> I, so, I mean, it could be like like oh, that guy's twenty years younger, but he looks sad because he has to wear a hat. Or like, hello, fellow kids. Well, your your um, hair's looking your hair's looking good. You got it tightened up here. What do you got? You, you Addy Caesar over there. Yeah, we got a clip up. What's you going got on? Uh, I don't, uh, fellas. I'm I'm taking drastic action when I get back from this Japan shit. Um, let's go to let's go I'm to going, Turkey. Let's go to fucking Turkey. I'm ready. Listen, I'm ready for I, the airline. I'm ready for the airline where all of us got some weird like shit on our heads coming home. Like it's no big yeah, deal. Yeah, com- com- compression uh, th- socks on our heads. Um, so, uh, firstly, uh, just want to say, uh, shout out to, to shirts. Uh, I, I, yeah, people that wear them. I, I got the, I don't say, okay, so I don't like shirts, blah, blah, blah. And maybe because this appeals to me, it wouldn't appeal to everybody. I got, uh, Something shirts were run by me for the uh, uh, self defense live record, right? So, uh, so Land Land is is, is putting out uh, uh, some shirts, and they're they're Mike Sutfin designs, uh, who did the cover, and people really like the cover. I think they're going to really like the shirts, blah, blah blah. But there's one that I don't think has been unveiled yet. I think Mike and I have to talk about it because I think I'm probably going to have to pay Mike on the side because it's that good a design. Like I think I think he doesn't want to give it to me because he knows it's hot. It is this would be our Marauder face shirt. 
Well, <laughs> hit the group how- chat with it. Hit the group chat with it. I, I loved it. Hold on. Let me see if I can't find it. Um, can I say play- something about this self-defense live record? Please. So the cover art is clearly highly competent. It's really, yes. it's really well done. Yes. It's unnerving because the figure looks like you. I don't like that. Yeah, I know. It's thrown me off, man. I haven't been able to publicly support it or like promote it because I've been so weirded out by the cover. It's like, Tom, it does look like Patrick, doesn't it? No, it definitely does. It's what? a little weird to me. It looks, yeah. looks like a greaser. Um, but also look at it. Put, here, like I the, want you to hold it up and look at your face and try to make the face that the dude's making. It's you. Mm. Mm. I know, man. I'm sorry. I'm I just uh, golden eye friend sixty four. You with the strained mouth. You you won't unsee it once you see it. I I think that guy's got like black hair. I, I a, think this, I don't, is, I, I don't, this is a fantastic shirt. How good is that shirt? <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to pay Mike on the side for this one. <laughs> I yeah. don't think this one's going in the in the in the drop. Yeah, but... you should do this because you, you know why you could do cool ass like old style eighties style stickers of this too, like the rectangular yeah, sticker. It'd be you can also do different different colors with it. It's awesome. Sing all monotone, but this is a cool design. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna have a talk because everywhere like would buy this. A lot of yeah. a lot of Japanese vibes. This there yeah, are you, a lot of Japanese vibes. The second best shirts you guys have made. The other top two are a Garfield shirt and then a shirt with like a Led Zeppelin logo on it. So I don't know. This is <laughs> this is number one already. Right there. Uh, you don't like cops while you act like one. That's a big hit. Oh, that's that's, that's number a big that's hit. number two actually. That's really good. That's good. I. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, hold on. If I could say a couple more things, I know that we're uh, tight for time. Uh, I just want to say I'm watching the Sound and Fear videos. I'm catching up at six in the morning, everybody. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, you're- oh. uh, Volcano, huge response. Fucking pain of truth. It, I'm watching insanity. Insane. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> we knew pain of truth was going to pop, but you know, shout out to them for, for uh, it, it, they're not regional. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, say it again, Tom. Definitely not. They're the fucking. They're the whole. They they hit a grand slam on every festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to them. It, it, it looks like everybody got a really good response, but but uh, th- there's just a couple things that are are popping. Uh, uh, Bob, listen. Uh, these are our friends that run these festivals. Uh, but these are these are your tight friends. Mm-hmm. Uh. Are we allowed to talk about how it appears that security was terrible? It's like uh, you're familiar with the ESPN 30 for 30 series, Patrick. Tom, I know you are. I'm familiar. <laughs> okay, so they they have those documentaries, and it's like, what if I told you and how they start like the the promo <laughs> for it, right? It's like, yeah. What if I told you that plans were made and changed? What if I told you those changes were late in the game? Uh, Mm. That's that's likely how the story would go. But um, there's a lot of respect and love and appreciation to those folks uh, who have been doing their best to make sure that the show goes on despite some um, difficulties. So shout out. Yeah, yo, I'm not trying to make this dude out to be it. Like a like a a menace. I'm just saying that he's he's a he's a guy. I uh, I wonder how the venue manager 
in, in, in telling Martine, hey, you've, I think we're going to put a barrier on the stage. <laughs> I wonder how that conversation went. I can't imagine great. But it's not tethered to anything, so it's going to fall over as soon as anybody puts any weight on it whatsoever. Yeah, so so stupid. So you know, everybody, uh, hardcore kids that do festivals typically have a they understand their audience. They understand who they're doing festivals for, <laughs> venues and security. Yo, get a grip. You don't know as well as the people that are risking their financial future to th- put the fest on. <laughs> you just don't know as well. Stop. So. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the sound of fury and the kids there for making it work. Uh, Cause it looks like it's now dialed in and it looks like there's a solution uh, in you, hand, but <clears throat> Tom, what's on the menu? Where are you going for dinner tonight? My friend? Uh, shit. Some like vegan sushi place in like, maybe is it fountain Valley? Is that possible? Fountain Valley. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> shout out. Yo, you know, a place is nice when all the cities are like garden Grove, fountain Valley, Tustin, thousand like, Oaks, Thousand Oaks is far. No, I know. That's, but it, that is a nice one. It's a nice sounding place. It sounds very nice. What, what about Covenant Covenant Hills? That's where I the that's I... where the that that's where the real housewives of Orange County live. Oh, that's like um, Lake Forest. Actually, I think it's like a gated community out there. Yes, uh, what, uh, uh, near Mission Viejo. Mission Viejo, which uh, I dated a woman from there, and I really liked Mevi, and she got very mad that I called it that. Uh, some funny canyon <laughs> roads out there. Shout out Mission Viejo. Um, yo, Tom, La Jolla. Jolla. Oh, my favorite part of San Diego. Um, enjoy Orange County for all of us. Thank you. I love California. Good night. <laughs>